Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Yes, this is Taco Tuesday. I'm Alex Padilla, at Alex Padilla 86 He's Alex Regla, at Alex M. Regla on Twitter. Alex? Playing time, baby. Here we are. We're in it. Let's talk about it. How are you feeling ahead of this Lakers-Warriors play-in game tomorrow night? It's exciting. Um, it, it does have a different feel. Like, obviously, this is going to be really the first one in terms of having fans and stuff. But, yeah, it kind of feels like a game six or game seven in a way. It feels like something I don't know what to expect. I would imagine that players are going to take it 100% seriously, obviously. But I don't know if it's... Is, is this is the equivalent of the baseball wild card and if you're not familiar with that is baseball players play 162 games and if you don't win your division you get to go to the wild card if you're the if you're the fourth best team and if you don't win the wild card you're out so you get to play 162 games for one game and here we are you get to play 72 games for i guess technically two but if you win you advance and you play the suns so Let's set it up for everybody, Alex. This is the first ever playing game. As we sit here right now, the Eastern Conference games are going on. But tomorrow, the Lakers take on the Warriors in Los Angeles, 6 p.m. And, like I said just now, whoever wins this game will then play the Suns on Sunday in the playoffs as the seven seed. Now, if the Lakers lose this game, they will then play the winner of the Spurs or Grizzlies and the winner of that game will be the eight seed and take on the Jazz, also starting on Sunday. Now, does that make sense to everybody? <laughs> I, I think, I mean, you might be wrong. Is it the loser of, of Spurs Grizzlies and then that team gets the eight spot maybe? Or is it the winner? I think it's the loser of that those two teams, right? No, the whoever wins between the Spurs and the Grizzlies you're will right. play the you're loser right. of right. the Lakers Warriors. Got it. Yeah, I mean, so Dude, uh, I think a lot of people are confused by the, the the format. It took me a while to figure it out, but that's how it goes. So I, I mean, all the Lakers need to do is win one, right? Essentially. Yes. So um, I think they're they're confident though. Like I, I don't think they're if they face Utah in the first round, I don't think they're going to sweat it. I think they prefer to probably play Phoenix in the first round. So, but yeah, I, I think Anthony Davis even said today, I think they view it as a must win and they really want to win tomorrow. So it sounds like they want, they want this one. To, doesn't really matter who they want. I would assume that the Lakers are going into tomorrow night, just wanting to win this one, because really the last thing you want to do is face a, a sudden death elimination against like John ja Morant. Cause you never really know. I actually think tomorrow night's game is is just basically the same thing. Like, what if Steph Curry goes out and scores 50 points? I mean, it's very possible. <laughs> that's always a possibility with Curry. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be exciting for sure. And it does, in a way, like I said, it kind of feels like a game seven. Although, like, really, it's just playoff positioning. It's not a title on the line. But, for I mean, for a team like Golden State, like, if they can beat the Lakers and play Phoenix instead of Utah, that might be a better matchup for them. So, you know, yeah. Golden State's going to want to win this one, too. I think that's totally a fair conversation to have is as a Laker fan, who would you rather play the jazz or the Suns? Now, if you ask me, I would rather play the Suns, but if you play the jazz, you're going to be playing a team that is going to look similar to the Lakers as in their best player is coming off a high ankle sprain has not played since April and he will be getting back into shape. If he even returns, I haven't seen anything on Donovan Mitchell as of today. 
So you kind of you kind of look at that like, well, they're the one seed, but they're not really at full strength. And if you look at the Suns, just a completely inexperienced playoff team. Yeah, they have Chris Paul, but he's he's never really made it to the finals or he hasn't not really he just hasn't made it to the finals so you kind of feel good about your options but before i even get there i'm more worried about beating golden state and steph curry so are are you like where's your confidence level at right now in terms of that i don't think many people will be surprised if they listen to this podcast weekly (laughs) that i said i believe i tweeted i don't know if i did um my prediction is that the lakers actually lose tomorrow and wow. smash whoever they end up playing on Friday and then beat the Jazz in six. That is my official huh. prediction You've here early on. Um, I've thought about this, yeah. I mean, like you said, with Curry, anything's possible. Um, that's what, That's the only reason why yeah. I'm even remotely picking the Warriors to win tomorrow night. I, By the way, for the record, would not be surprised if the Lakers easily win tomorrow. <laughs> Just say that. But I Curry is so hot right now. Mm-hmm. He scares the ever-living daylight out of me. And that's the only reason why I think the Warriors... I just don't know if the Lakers are fully, fully there yet. I know they, they won the two games with LeBron and AD back. They haven't looked 100, but I know people are like, well, they barely even tried, blah, blah, blah. But I just... That's the way I see it going. How about you? Yeah, I think it depends. Like, if the Lakers kind of view this as another regular season game, or if they view it like one of those bubble preseason exhibition games and... They don't really try and they kind of turn the ball over and stuff like that. Then, yeah, Golden State can easily win this game. I just, I think the Lakers kind of know where they stand. I think they want to play Phoenix. I think they feel really confident about that series. So, I I think they match up pretty well against Golden State, unless Curry just, like you said, just goes off. So, is that your official pick? Yeah, I think the Lakers win tomorrow. I think it's going to be a close one, though. Yeah. And they take on the Suns in the first round. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think you know what I. I think if you if you took a poll of Laker fans, I think a lot of them would feel comfortable choosing your path, that they win the war, that they beat the Warriors on Wednesday night, and then they go off and take on, take on the Suns. And I would imagine that the confidence level going into that would be very high too. And I would probably imagine if LeBron and AD are come out of tomorrow night's game healthy, that they'll probably be favored to win that because this is the jazz and the nugget. This is the jazz and the sun's worst case scenario that you get stuck facing a team like the Lakers, even the warriors. Like you imagine, you know, the Suns haven't been in the playoffs in X amount of years. And all of a sudden you got to play LeBron James and Anthony Davis in the first round. Yeah. I don't think they want that. And I think, I know this is kind of thinking down the line, but I think that Phoenix matchup, that side of the bracket i think if they beat phoenix then they play i believe again you can correct me if i'm wrong i think they play the winner of denver portland after that as well so that's an easier route than maybe going utah and then possibly clippers or dallas so i mean just getting against that phoenix team i think that is just an easier path overall for the lakers yeah um it's going to be a super interesting to and i think you're right yes the winner of the Sun series will take on the winner of the Nuggets and Blazers. By the way, the Clippers totally ducking the Lakers was hilarious. And I actually think they put themselves into a very difficult matchup against the Dallas Mavericks in the first round. I mean, we saw what Luka did against them last year. And if Perzingis didn't get ejected one game, if he didn't get hurt one game, I think that series could have gone the other way. So, yeah, yeah I don't, I, like I said, those basketball gods, they're watching. So if they see a uh-huh. team ducking... Like, I saw Zubots get, like, subbed out after, six like, seconds. six seconds. So, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, that's not perception-wise. Like, you don't want to kind of have that feeler out for other teams. Like, hey, we don't want to play this team in the playoffs. You should be confident going into it. Jared Dudley made a great point, and I 100% agree with him. I think that he didn't call any team out specifically, but we all know who he was talking about. He's like, just to, street, to strategically place yourself away from us early on is a mistake because that is when we are the most susceptible to being beat. The longer we're in the playoffs, the stronger that we get. And I 100% agree with that. If you run into the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals and they made it, if they made it there, i pick the Lakers right now without even knowing who they're playing. Yeah, I mean, if the Lakers make it to the Western Conference Finals, that means there's been enough chemistry that's kind of um, taken place, and LeBron and AD are obviously healthy. Like, if they make it that far, it seems like they're going to be on a roll. So, yeah, I mean, for the Clippers, I mean, Dudley's right. Like, if you're going to beat the Lakers, this first round might be your best bet. Yeah, 100%. So, that is coming up tomorrow night, or if you're listening on Wednesday, tonight, Wednesday, 6 p.m., Lakers in Los Angeles with fans in the stands against the Warriors and Steph Curry. And that's going to be, you know, we've had, I was doing my research, Alex. I do that sometimes. And <laughs> I totally forgot that the, the Cavs and the Warriors played each other four straight years in the NBA finals. So Curry and LeBron have faced each other so much in the playoffs. They, that we've seen this, this matchup many times before, obviously a very, very, very different looking Warriors this year. And obviously not the Cavs. LeBron is with the Lakers. So interestingly enough, the Warriors and the Lakers played each other three times. And the Warriors won only one of them. And that was the first matchup of the season in early January. And that was the only time that both LeBron and AD played. Because the other two games, the Lakers won and AD was already hurt. So that's a pretty interesting thing to see. Obviously, if you remember that game, Alex, it took a massive fourth quarter comeback from the Warriors. They ended up outscoring the Lakers by 13 to win by two. Um, mm-hmm. I, that was, uh, I remember, I think we came on after that game and we're like, what the hell just happened? But um, so, so far, Lakers 2-1 and one against the Warriors. And we're about to talk more about the Warriors from goldenstateofmind.com, an SB Nation website up north. Producer Brady Klopfer will be joining us here shortly. We're going to get inside and talk about more about the Warriors and what we can expect. So, Alex, let's get to it. All right, guys, and like we said, here is Brady Klopfer. Did I say that correctly? Nailed it. Sweet. He's a producer from goldenstateofmind.com, an SB Nation website. So if you want to learn more about the Warriors, you're about to, but if you want to read more about the Warriors, go to goldenstateofmind.com and check them out. Brady, appreciate the time, man. It's nice to meet you, and thank you for joining us. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, you got it. So uh, I'm Alex and he's Alex, so don't, you can't forget that. But we're here to talk about tomorrow's play-in game between the Warriors and the Lakers, 6 p.m. tip-off. Let me just ask you, because I actually spoke with Harrison on my radio show earlier today, and I told I made a joke and I was like, I'm trying to figure out 10 different ways to ask Brady what Steph needs to do to win this game. Because to me, that's that's the only way they win this game. Do you agree with that statement? Yeah, 100%. But I also think that it's not enough. As great as he is, I think when you're going up against a team with as many great players as the Lakers have, you need people to fill in the gaps next to your greatness. I don't think one person can do it all, but I think he has to do as much as he can, if that makes sense. So I I think he needs one of his vintage performances that we've seen from him so many times this year. Uh, But it also would not surprise me if he goes off for 50 and the Warriors lose if no one else does what they're so supposed to it's, do. It's funny that you say it's not enough because right before 
you jumped on me and Alex were previewing and talking right to introduce you properly. And I, I just have this feeling that he is going to do one of those things and that the Lakers are going to just struggle to contain it and that the, the Warriors are going to squeak by. I actually think for whatever reason, that's the gut feeling that I have. So it's interesting that you're coming from the Warriors aspect. And you're like, no, it's not enough. And I'm coming from the Lakers aspect. And I'm like, I don't know. I kind of see it happening. I mean, in fairness, you know, they have been doing enough the past, you know, three or four weeks, which is something they weren't doing for the first few months of the season. Last few weeks, everyone else has been doing their part. They have been playing their role. And the result is every time Steph goes off, they seem to win. Uh, So uh, I don't necessarily disagree with what you're saying, because like at this point, it does feel like if he goes off, it will end up being enough because everyone else is doing what they need to be doing. Uh, but if we don't, if Draymond doesn't show up, if, if Wiggins doesn't show up or he gets into, you know, ball hog mode a little bit, then it won't be enough. But, uh, I think those guys will do what they need to do. And it is an interesting matchup for Steph, especially if, if Drummond stays on the court. I think that's kind of, uh, if we want to do a weird, you know, cross match that, that to me is kind of the matchup of the game is Steph Curry and Andre Drummond, because every minute that Drummond stays on the court to me is, a minute where the Lakers are just kind of handing the Warriors a better opportunity to win the game. Yeah. So that's something I actually wanted to ask you as someone who watched Steph all season, is there a type of big, do you think that he plays worse against, or do you think there's a specific type of strength or skill set? Do you think that the Lakers can like throw at him? Is it just AD at the five? Could a guy like Trez be a better fit? What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. I've always been a believer that AD at the five is just the secret to kind of everything. Um, and I definitely think it's, it's the secret to containing Steph as best as possible. Uh, you know, Drummond is just so he's so flat footed on the perimeter. And uh, I think those are the kind of, of players that Steph has torched, but also the kind of players that, that don't necessarily have the ability to change the game from the interior because uh, you know, he's put a lot of highlights out against guys like Gobert, but at the same time, a guy like Gobert, when he drops, he's able to discourage Steph from getting to the rim a little bit more. And that can keep him from getting going with his layups and getting to the free throw line. And, and it kind of at least tries to force him to be a little bit more one dimensional a guy like Andre Drummond is not going to be stopping Steph at the rim. Uh, and he's certainly not going to be stopping Steph from getting to the rim. And he's obviously not going to be stopping Steph switched out to him on an Island. Uh, so those are the players that, that he's kind of cooked all year. Uh, you need to be able to do something really good defensively as a big. Uh, and if it's switching like AD, then, you know, that's all the better. But even if you can't switch and you're just dropping back and protecting the rim and, and adjusting your defensive philosophy a little bit, you can contain them. You know, I hate to use that word, but (laughs) slow them a little bit. So I thought I found it interesting, you know, I was going back and seeing the previous matchups and trust me, I know a lot has changed for the Lakers since they last played, especially in January, but I found it interesting that the only time the Warriors did beat the Lakers was when both LeBron and AD played. And then the other two times the Lakers kind of blew them out and there was no AD. So do you take anything from that or has so much changed with the Lakers and they're coming off so many injuries that it's just, it's a whole new ball game. Yeah, I, I lean towards it's a whole new ball game, but I think the reality is that game kind of proved that the Warriors can beat anyone on any given night. Uh, and and I, I feel strongly about that. You know, you have a player as good as Steph uh, and you have a sidekick as good as Draymond Green. In, in my opinion, they can beat absolutely any team in this league on any given night. Uh, I think where they'll really struggle is if they get in a seven-game series 
with a better team. I think they would be toast against the Lakers in a seven-game series. I think they have a really good chance in a one-game play-in. Um, so I don't take much from that other than just that both of these teams can be really good. We, we obviously know that about the Lakers from last year, but I think that game proved that the Warriors can reach that level in short bursts, uh, even if that game didn't necessarily tell us anything about how this matchup will play out. So for like Laker fans who haven't watched the Warriors, at least recently, they've been playing a lot better. Um, is there some players that maybe the general NBA public don't know that they should know on the Warriors? Like there's no more Klay Thompson. He's hurt. Kevin Durant's gone. So those types of Warriors are gone. Like who's the core players that are going to support Steph Curry or someone that couldn't have a big game against the Lakers tomorrow? So truthfully, the Warriors are down to an eight-man rotation. Even, even in the regular season, they've been playing eight eight players and that might drop down to seven uh, against the Lakers. So it's going to be their starters, Steph Curry, Kent Bazemore, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, Kevon Looney, and it's going to be Jordan Poole and Juan Toscano Anderson off the bench, probably a little bit of Michael Mulder. Um, and that's it. That's, that's, that's all that's, that's going to play in any meaningful minutes. Uh, and I think kind of the, the interesting ones to watch for, for people who don't see the Warriors on a regular basis are the bench players, Juan Toscano Anderson and, Jordan Poole and Toscano Anderson, Steve Kerr has called him a mini Draymond all year long. And, and that's kind of the best description for him. Honestly, he's, he's a tough, doesn't score a lot, can defend multiple positions, can score better than Draymond can't defend quite as well, but just a tough defender does all the intangibles leader makes the right passes, knows his role, et cetera. And Jordan Poole, who, who was their first round pick a year ago and is, is, coming together after after being in the G League bubble this year and, and all of a sudden is showing a lot of flash as a scorer and a playmaker off the bench. And what doomed the Warriors the first few months of the season was they got massacred every time Steph Curry was on the bench. And their their net rating was something like, you know, a top three or four team when Curry was on the floor and like the worst team in NBA history when he was <laughs> off the court. And and there were so many games where they lost where Steph Curry's plus minus was like you know, plus 12, and then they lose the 12 minutes that he's on off on the bench so badly that you lose the game. And uh, Toscano Anderson and Poole have, have flipped that switch, and it's kind of a funny storyline with the Warriors because, truthfully, what saved their season is James Wiseman and Eric Paschal got injured, uh, and Steve Kerr had to stop playing them. <laughs> and now they're playing better players. And so if those bench players can kind of help the team tread water when Steph is on the bench and when Draymond is on the bench – that's a big key for the Warriors. And um, they're the kind of guys who, who can really swing a game and who it wouldn't shock me if Lakers fans get to the end of the game and are like, whoa, where'd that guy come from? Why'd he just beat us? Let me ask you the reverse question of that coming from the Warriors side. Obviously, as Laker fans, we know we got to stop Steph Curry somewhat. And as Warrior fans, you know you got to stop AD and LeBron somewhat. But other than those two guys, who are you looking at as that's the key to the game right there. Cause you know, LeBron and AD, let's just assume LeBron and AD get their 50 combined. Who's the other guy you're looking at? Like we got to stop that guy. So this is going to sound like a, a weird answer given what I just said earlier, but in a weird way for me, it's Andre Drummond uh, because, and anyone who follows me on Twitter is probably familiar with the fact that I uh, have been incredibly critical of Andre Drummond throughout his entire career. Really. I have always been, of the belief that he is not nearly as good as everyone else seems to think he is. Uh, but the Warriors can't rebound at all. And they are 
small. Kevon Looney's their only player who's even close to the size of a center, and he's a small center. Um, and if Andre Drummond can just destroy them on the glass so much that everything they do to try to take advantage of him is negated, I don't think they're going to have an answer. Um, they have There have been a few times this year where they've just gotten destroyed by teams who have a big duo like AD and AD. Um, and Drummond has the chance, if he can be disciplined enough to stay on the court uh, on defense and can just feast on the rebounds, he might just put the Warriors in a hole that they can't get out of. Um, and, you know, the flip side is what I said about him earlier with Steph, right. and, and I don't think he's a good player. I think he can be a, a liability, uh, but he possesses the ability. You know, he's one of the best rebounders yeah. in the world. That's and, interesting and, you say that, though, because I think we, or at least me and Alex, we talk about how Vogel's not scared to sit guys down for an entire series. I know this isn't a series, but, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Drummond plays the first quarter and we never see him again. We've seen that happen before. I, if Marcus all gets in this game, I'd be surprised. If Trez doesn't play 20 some minutes, I would be surprised too. I just think he goes by matchup. So that's an interesting yeah. answer. And I, I like that above all. I, I really like that. I, I am peeved by coaches who kind of have their formula and they have to stick with it. Uh, I, I think more teams should have rotating starting lineups, flexible rotations that are just fluid based on the matchup. And, and Trez is, Trez is another great one to, to put in there because he has feasted on the Warriors, you know, going back the last few years with the Clippers. Boy, they got, you know, the, the 2019 series where the Clippers were the eight seed and they won two games against, against the Warriors when the Warriors still had Kevin Durant. And, and it was Trez and Lou Williams were just, the Warriors had no answers whatsoever. And, and pick and roll defense is, is a big problem with the Warriors. Uh, and, you know, if Trez gets on the floor with LeBron and, and they get clicking on pick and rolls, that could... You know, not to change my answer here, but he could be an X factor big time. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I think that's the storyline going to the game. It's like how the Warriors are going to match up with the Lakers size, because like we've said, they have like, I guess, four legit centers, really, if you count AD in there. So like outside of just winning the math game, is there anything the Warriors can do, like from a game plan perspective to kind of beat the Lakers or negate that size advantage? Yeah, I think, you know, their strength really sent Steve Kerr took over seven years ago has been when they decide to play small. Uh, and I think, I think they need to turn to that often. And I think they really need to take advantage of that because, you know, Draymond green can be one of the best centers in the league when he is put in that position. And when he's pushing, when he's pushing the ball, he can get out ahead of almost any center in the league and really negate that center's defensive ability. Um, you know, AD, I think can is one of the few centers in the league who, who can, keep up with Draymond Green if, if they decide to play small and if he's pushing the ball. Um, so it would be interesting to see then what would happen there. Uh, but that's really been their formula, not just this year, but in past years, is they get, they get beat if they try to play traditional half-court basketball against a team with traditional centers. And they can often run even really good centers off the court by just pushing the ball and not even necessarily scoring in transition, but just pushing enough that you get the mismatch. If Draymond gets ahead of the center and then you've got Steph trailing and suddenly that center has to pick up Steph and just the offense just works beautifully then. And the defense is, is in trouble. So yeah, I think, I think they have to push. I think they have to play Draymond at the five a lot. Let me ask you about Steve Kerr, because you know, we just said Vogel and how he, he doesn't mind sitting certain guys down. That's a luxury, you know, that he has that ability. You said Steve Kerr, 
cut this lineup, this rotation down, excuse me, to, to eight guys pretty much during the regular season. That's out of necessity. So there's a difference in the coaching. I, Steve Kerr was, was on everybody's television for what, four or five years there because the Warriors were in the finals every single year. And he was being anointed as a great coach. And then all of a sudden you don't hear anything because Curry gets hurt. Clay gets hurt. KD leaves. Warriors suck, blah, blah, blah. What do you think? What do you think about the job that Steve Kerr has done this season specifically? It's been a little bit clunky for sure. Um, it, but it's gotten better as of late. I, you know, he was the first to admit from the very start of the season. And, and unfortunately he worded it in very poor terms because he had, he had that bit that went viral where he said the team wasn't chasing wins uh, and everyone ran with that for months, even when he backtracked on it. Uh, but he was open, you know, even from training camp that the goal of the team was to balance winning this year and developing players so they could win next year. Cause, cause they were open that once clay got injured, they weren't going to win a championship. And the best thing that they could do with this year was put themselves in a position where when you add clay Thompson to next year's team, then you can win a championship. So they gave a lot of minutes to guys like James Wiseman, guys like Eric Pascal. They gave a lot of leash to Kelly Oubre Jr. Who's now injured um, because they wanted to see if he could fit and he could be a player that they could extend long-term. Uh, and truthfully, he just didn't handle that balance very well. Uh, I don't think he developed James Wiseman very well. I don't think he's developed all that many young players. Well, I think that's a weakness of his as a coach, but now that out of necessity, they've, kind of had their roster pared down to their best players, honestly, or at least the players that best fit Steve Kerr's system and, and style of play. We're starting to see how good of a coach he can be. And, you know, over the last few weeks, they've had the best defense in the league. Um, they've had one of the best defenses in the league all year. I think they finished, you know, fifth in, in defensive rating. Uh, and that's a testament largely to his coaching ability. Um, but, you know, he's just kind of a reminder that coaches, you know, they're not always really good at every situation. Some coaches are really good in some situations and really bad in other ones. And I think we saw this year that Steve Kerr is not a great coach for developing young players and bringing the best out of teams that lack talent. And we're seeing at the end of the year that he is really good at, at chemistry and managing personalities and putting together a really good quality team once he has the right pieces and now he kind of has the right pieces. So, you know, kind of, eh. yeah, <laughs> he's really good at smashing. Him. He's really good at smashing uh, clipboards. So excellent. excellent. A, a plus clipboard smasher for sure. Yeah. Well, let me ask you one final one for me and then we'll get your predict your official prediction. Not that this matters for this game, just in general, in the NBA, you know, the conversation of MVP dominates the first takes and blah, blah, blahs. But for real, do you think Steph's going to win the MVP? Or A, do you think he's going to win? And B, do you think he deserves to win the MVP? Uh, no to both. Uh, I think I think Jokic will win. Uh, I've seen enough leaked ballots at this point that I think we can pretty much give him the award. And I think he deserves to win. Um, I think... Kept them afloat very nicely. <laughs> yeah, big time. Big time. Um, you know, I think... I think there can be multiple MVPs every year, right? Like obviously only one player wins, but it's not an indictment of other players. You know, I think each year there are a few players who have MVP caliber seasons. I think Steph Curry had an MVP caliber season. Uh, I think if, if he were awarded MVP, no one would look back and go, wow, that, how did this guy win MVP this year? That's ridiculous. Uh, but I think Jokic has been a little bit better and he hasn't missed any games. That's a huge, 
part, Steph missed eight games, which, you know, in a 72 game season, that's a lot of value you're leaving on the table. Um, and the Nuggets have just been better and Jokic has been great. So I think he deserves it. Steph would be my number two. Um, and I think that's where he'll finish. It becomes like a big story when LeBron does, doesn't get it, you know, when he thinks right. he, when he thinks he deserves it and he doesn't get it, that's when people really start arguing about MVP. I think it'll go quietly into the air that Jokic wins this year. I, yeah. that's the way I think it. it's going to be. I think it'll, I think at this point it's kind of everyone, everyone knows that that's the way it's going to go and everyone's all right with it. And, yeah. uh, and maybe there'll be some jokes if they, you know, get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs and. All right, Brady. Well, let's do it. Let's get your official prediction tomorrow night. Lakers Warriors, 6 p.m. Tip off. I think it's exclusive on ESPN the way I've read it. So what do you think? How's it going to go? You know, to be very honest, I'm taking the Lakers here. Uh, I think we're going to get great games from all of the stars here. I think Steph, Draymond, AD, and LeBron are all going to show up. Uh, I would not be surprised at all if the Warriors won. I wouldn't even be surprised if the Warriors won comfortably because they really wow. are playing very well right now. And I Seven don't have a, a ton. Is that what it is? <laughs> What's that? Seven in a row? Seven wins Seven in a row? row. Six, yeah. in a, six in a row, sorry. Six, six in, in a row. row, 15 of their last 20. Um, they're rolling. And yeah. I don't have a ton of faith in the Lakers right now just because of how little time they've had recently healthy and, and getting to build on that chemistry. But ultimately, there is a reason that, that the Warriors' goals for this season were to make the playoffs and maybe make it out of the first round. And there's a reason that the Lakers goal entering the season was to repeat as NBA champions. Uh, and I think in a, in a one game, you know, kind of winner take all setting, we're likely to see the best that both teams have to offer. And the Lakers, I don't think there's any way around the fact that the Lakers have more to offer at their best than, than this Warriors team does. So you add that to being at home and having LeBron James, who I think you could make a case for being, you know, the best playoff performer ever. I, I got to take the Lakers in this one, but it could, I, I could very easily see the Warriors winning. Do you think the Warriors, in my head. do you think the Warriors still end up in the playoffs though? I think they win on Friday. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, I hope so because I think just the warrior, whatever you think of the plan, I think the Warriors in the playoffs is a good thing. And I, I would rather much see that than the Spurs personally. I don't know about you guys. I see the Pacers are just destroying the Hornets right now by 24 at halftime. Oof. So we'll see what happens over there <laughs> and we'll see what happens tonight with the Celtics, but Brady Klopfer, uh, producer at Golden State of Mind. What is your Twitter handle? So people can go follow you. Brady Klopfer NBA. Brady Klopfer NBA. Check him out. Go to goldenstateofmind.com for to check out all of his work as well. Brady, dude, this has been a pleasure, dude. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate hey, it. Hey, thanks for having me. This has been wonderful. All right, Alex, there you go. That was Brady. He predicts the Lakers, like you, I believe, will win tomorrow night. Uh, so let's wrap it up here, man. Uh, Alex Regla, at Alex M. Regla on Twitter. Seriously, a must follow if you're a Laker fan. Uh, your threads need to be put on your Substack, my friend. They're so good. But just copy uh, and paste, really. Copy and paste, man. Copy and paste. What do you think, officially, officially tomorrow? What is your? You know, prediction? you know, it was cool to to get like a perspective of someone who covers the Warriors. You know, like when we so we watched solely the Lakers for so much of the season to yeah. and to talk about the Warriors is always cool. And selfishly, like as we were talking to Brady, I should have mentioned it, but. Like I want them to play Utah in the first round. Like I want to see Steph yeah. Curry cook go bear on the perimeter yeah. and like the defensive player of the year just struggle out there. But um, yeah, I still think the Lakers are going to win. And I think Utah Golden State would be an awesome first round series too. Sweet. Well, I already said, I think, I think the Warriors win tomorrow and I think the Lakers smash on Friday, but 
hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully they just get it out of the way on Wednesday. Um, but you know, this team has not really done anything the way they're supposed to do this year. <laughs> so we'll see exactly, uh, what they do tomorrow night. Uh, very much looking forward to it, man. This has been a great, great, I think regardless, we're not done. How about that? Like we're going to be back next Tuesday talking about them in some playoff series. With Tuesday, I think Tuesday might be game one, possibly. We might, I don't know. I think it's, I think they both start Sunday. Sunday, I okay. Either, I think either if they get the Jazz, if they get the Suns, they both okay. start Sunday, I believe. Got it. So maybe game um, two, game potentially. Two. Okay. Yes. But I, I will say that I think it would be a giant story if the Lakers are not playing in the playoffs. That would be catastrophic for the NBA and their playing tournament. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm not even going to think about that. But, uh, <laughs> what about, okay, so say they play Phoenix, right? Yeah. Uh, how many games do you think they, I they think, take? I think both series. I think if they get in there, I think both series six. six? I don't think they're okay. good enough right now uh, to sweep or only lose one. I still think they're figuring things out. I wouldn't even be surprised if they fall down two to one and then kind of pick it up. I just wouldn't be surprised. And like nothing would surprise me with this team, unfortunately. I mean, the, even last year, they lost game one twice in, yeah. in the playoffs. So, yeah, it's kind of tradition for them. And all these games really are just valuable extra playing time mm-hmm. that these guys didn't have in the regular season. So, in a way, this is a blessing in disguise to get these extra games. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Uh, go follow Alex at Alex M. Regla on Twitter. I'm Alex Padilla at AlexPedia86. Go to silverscreenroll.com for all your Lakers news. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple, Google. Shoot, I don't know where else we're at, but I'm sure if you just search for Silver Screen Roll, we are there. Alex, this was a pleasure. Thank you, and we'll uh, we'll see what happens. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, man.